insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started in today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm good. I've been eating real light at lunch uh-huh. and you and I just went and had jambalaya. I'm a little draggy. You need to lay down and take a I nap. need to lay nap. down and take a nap. Guys, huge announcement today. Huge announcement. Da, 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 da. By the way, before I tell our huge announcement, I don't know that I have ever been more excited to have a podcast guest on today. And let me tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get right with the Lord today. And we're going to give mm-hmm. you guys inside baseball, pull the curtain back. There's going to be some things talked about today. You might not want to listen to this while you're driving down the road because you may pull off on the highway and and uh, jump out and start screaming and yelling or something. I don't know. But before we do that, Bradley, yes, big announcement today. Okay. Uh, surprised you haven't already brought it up. Pissed my pants last night. <laughs> okay. No, you know, because I sent you the video. I'm sure that you don't, knowing Bradley, Bradley has a lot more context relative to people in the industry that we're friends with. So I have the sneaky suspicion that video probably went out to five or six people last night. It did not. I think I need to tell the rest of the story of what happened. Very embarrassing. (laughs) You're just going to shout it from the mountaintops. Well, I just want everybody to know exactly what transpired so it doesn't happen to them. (laughs) So I had a a five-hour. Kenny, are you listening close? I'm listening close. I I had a five-hour drive yesterday afternoon to Mobile, and I was – trying to get down here in four and a half hours. I was going to cut 30 minutes off my time, which is pretty hard because it's all I-65 and you get into traffic jams and stuff like that. If you can avoid the traffic, you can make up a lot of time. You can. Yeah. Because your GPS is assuming you're going to drive the speed limit. So I, I stopped in Montgomery and got some gas, but I didn't go to the bathroom, but I'd been, I had a smart water in my car and I dipped skull. So I had a spit cup, but very important part of the story. I had a spit cup sitting there with me. I get down past Greenville, Alabama, and the first thing I think everybody needs to know is once you get down past Greenville, it is pitch black out. Yes, yeah, very easy to fall asleep while driving. Yeah, from Greenville a lot of wrecks. Yes, is this just dangerous but woods? And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm driving down past Greenville, and I'm getting down there close to where where what I call the bridges. When you get down I-65 and you start getting kind of close to Sarah land, you start going over the bridges, right? More water and that sort of thing, yeah. Bradley, I was thinking to myself, okay, I could either pull over, mm-hmm. pitch black outside. Risk I can hit I can, or I can, eaten I can, by a bear. I can, get, I can get off on an exit and go mm-hmm. to a gas station bathroom, but that's going to take five or ten minutes. You also I, might get murdered. I've got this spit cup. I could try, and I haven't done this very often, maybe three or four times in my whole life, where I'm driving and I go to the bathroom in a cup. And the times I've ever done it before, I was in the passenger seat, so you can kind of pay attention to what you're doing. Well, I'm having to pay attention not to kill somebody while I'm doing this. I take my spit cup, unzip my drawers, pull my britches, kind of you know work all that out. And I start going to the bathroom in the spit cup. Well, two things I didn't realize. And your car has autopilot. Does. So it was probably does. helping you out. Yeah. 
And so the one thing I didn't think about, though, was the urine displacement factor of <laughs> what was already in the cup versus what I was putting in the cup. And I'm paying attention. There's cops pulling people over and diesel trucks running up beside me. And But it's pitch black outside, so they can't see anything. Next thing I know, I start smelling and feeling that warm sensation mm-hmm. where it was backing up from the cup into my britches. Mm-hmm. I get to the hotel and I get out of the car because I couldn't see what was going on down there. And I have the huge ring on around my crotch. Did not realize till I sent you that video how bad the backside of my pants looked. And I go in, I check in the hotel and uh, get my stuff. And I've pulled my shirt down real far, like stretched it. So it would like not people couldn't see <laughs> like it. Like a fifth grader. I get in the elevator, Bradley. And these guys come running up behind me. Hold that elevator. Hold that elevator. Oh, no. And all I could think, I, it took every fiber of my being not to want to explain to them why I smelled mm-hmm. like urine. Yeah, we've all been there. But uh, yeah, so had that so, for me last night. So, Those stories usually start with, I was out drinking one night. Yeah. Well, I wish it was start that way. I wish it would have started that way. Well, tell everybody what the one question I asked was. I hope you brought more pants. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm sitting here thinking I'm about to have to sit in a room with this guy. I know. Yeah. I had something similar happen. Not with, not with uh, um, urine, but I went to, I was actually in Columbus, Ohio speaking thing. And it was like a quick turnaround. I stayed one night and came back. Right. Well, when I travel like that, normally I'll wear, I'll bring just one pair of pants. Right. And I'll, I'll go back. You're much better at that. I'll go back at like in gym shorts or something, you know, when Mm -hmm. I travel back and I, nothing drives me more crazy than when I'm traveling and I, and I bring more stuff with me than I need. Mm. I want to bring the exact amount of stuff. Right. I put my last pair of underwear on to go to the airport to head home. Right. And, and I, I, I got there and I met some people that were going to take me to lunch. Well, I didn't know it was 874 degrees in Columbus, Ohio, and we had to walk forever. Mm-hmm. And I was completely soaked by the end. And so mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was stuck with that same pair of pants for two days. So I was thinking about you last night and I also <laughs> didn't want to be in a tiny room with you. Um, so and I know people out here are thinking like he's making this up. There's no way. No, there's a, video. there's a video. There's video. Uh, and that hotel you're staying at has dry cleaning. That's oh yeah, oh yeah. I told my and wife. I also don't mind taking them with me in my house and washing them. No, for you. I'm not gonna make you. I, I told my wife last night I was probably tonight when I get back to that hotel, give them those and let them wash them. You should just bring them down to the front desk and see. Here you go. Can you take these. <laughs> can you do something with this? They're downtown Mobile. There's there's been weirder things that happened. Sure. Guys, I've got to bring our guest on because he and I've got so much to talk about, and some of the things I want to talk about, you guys need to hear. Well, a lot, all of this you need to hear because what we're going to talk about on this podcast today affects your livelihood. It affects your not only what you're making today, but what you're going to be making next year. And it affects planning for next year. Some of this stuff, uh, man, you can go in and make all the plans you want, but if, if commissions and and profit sharing bonuses are going to change, how does that change what your plans are for 2023? So I, I want to bring him on right now. And the reason why I think he is the best person for this is because all he does all day long, well, he does a lot, but one of the things he does is he meets with the senior executives at all of the major carriers to talk about 
commissions and profit sharing and what they're going to do next year and those kinds of things. He has his finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry from what I call blue blood carriers, the the travelers, the the nationwides, the all states, you know, the all, all that bunch, the Liberty Mutual. So without further ado, let me bring him on today. He was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and he currently resides in Concord, Ohio. He is married to the beautiful Michelle, and they have two beautiful children, Mr. Colin, who I'm a friend of, and Jessica. And I know how proud they are of you. They've actually talked to me about how proud they are of you. Uh, he did 16 years in the Coast Guard. He was a large, what I would consider large nationwide agent for many, many years. And today, he is the CEO of the Agency Collective podcast sponsor and great American. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you today second-time guest, actually maybe third-time guest, excuse me, third-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Kenny Urbania. How are you, Kenny? Thanks, God, Brad. I'm doing great. Been running, trying to negotiate, hearing all the crazy stuff coming from the carriers. So I thought this was a good time to talk to you about that. Man, there's going to be some people turn the volume up on this episode, brother, because I got a lot I want to ask you about that we didn't even get into uh, before we got on this podcast for a few minutes. First and foremost, we want to talk about I'm trying to think how I want to do this. Let, let me ask you this, Kenny. You made a comment before we got on this podcast today. You said 90% of carriers are now agreeing that it is not the agency's fault. I did. I want to deep dive into that for just a minute. And I've got some very direct questions I want to ask you because I see a storm brewing in the West and it's more like Hurricane Ivan or Hurricane Katrina. It's not a damn thunderstorm. It's, it's a big storm brewing in the West. And I, I, I want to start my drumbeat today with these agents that are listening to this, all 250,000 of them, to make them aware of the, dr of the storm that's brewing in the West right now. But what did you mean by that? Well, the, uh, you know, I, I'll, I won't be carrier specific, but when I, when I discuss the carriers about the new bonus structures, the new thing, way of doing business, and they're, none of them are making money. They're, they're very unprofitable last year. So as a salesperson, we all sell boxes, right? I asked them, I said, whose fault is that? And they said, well, you know, basically reality is they weren't prepared for the COVID effect of the supply chain. You know, I did, I did a similar incident like you, Scott. I did a six-city tour in eight days, came home to get something to eat, and I hit one of those elusive yellow poles in a parking lot, right? That's one of my old moves, Kenny. Go ahead. It would have been about a $5,000 damage and on the truck and uh, it turned out to be 13.5, right? So, and they had my truck an extra six weeks. I'm not an isolated incident. The carriers are paying a lot more money out there for every claim, car rental reimbursement, anything that's going out there. And people are driving now. They weren't driving for two years. Not to mention but, you throw the attorneys in there too. Oh yeah. I look at Florida with attorneys. You can't really even talk about that state without bringing up the attorney issues. Right. The bottom line is it's costing so much more. A piece of, piece of plywood on a home was six, eight bucks three years ago. That's $35 now, right? They weren't ready for that much of an increase on claims. Mm -hmm. uh, we were told by a major carrier, and I'm, gonna be, I'm not going to be carrier specific, a year and a half ago to expect our loss ratios to creep up about 12%. Mm -hmm. That carrier was spot on on the amount of money that we paid out in claims for that carrier. 
It's one of our larger carriers too. Now we have several carriers that we stayed flat from last year, which means we're doing a great job. The independent agents are wonderful. You know, throw in the uh, infotech agencies and things get a little out of whack. But bottom line is they're all started to realize that the agents sell their products. We They give us the products, we sell them. I, I do believe the carriers are starting to see, well, we price it incorrectly. It's not the agent's fault in this environment. Yeah, until you give the agents the ability to price the product and adjust the price. Right, right. You have no control over price. Mm-hmm. Right. So so they're all realizing, hey, maybe we messed up. You know, we had one carrier that had profited $2 billion during COVID in one year, and yet now they're in panic mode because they lost $270 million last quarter, right? So we're all small business people here. If I made $2 billion in one year... I wouldn't blow the money. I'd be prepared for that storm coming in. But when the insurance companies get the premium, they invest and look at the stock market went down this year. So commercial was unprofitable. Personal lines unprofitable. Their investments went south. Never in the history of the insurance world has all three or four things that they do to make money been unprofitable like this. So what Kenny has just told you guys walks right into what I was about to say. And there's more to this. I want to I want to add to what I'm about to say. One thing I've noticed that has not been talked about at all to my knowledge before right now in the insurance industry is every major carrier in the US to my knowledge and maybe there's an exception out here but I doubt it uses some form of core logic. Remember guys, core logic actually owns Marshall Swift Beck MSB. And what they have done, and these carriers are following suit, is CoreLogic has now updated all of their replacement cost values across the board in all of these different major carriers. And if they haven't done that, they're in the process of doing that now. Well, well, Scott, what does that mean? That means that every single home that you either quote or have written because remember, these are all going to start coming up for renewal. Uh, and all of this started around the November 1st time frame. What you're going to see is a 25, 30, 35% increase across the board on these replacement cost estimators. Actually, Scott, can I piggyback on that? We just, gave a, we just gave a training session of several hundred. And by the way, to my knowledge, nobody's talked about this until right now, to my knowledge. We just gave a training session to several hundred of our members on replacement costs on homes because what the agencies have to worry about is the revenue, right? Right. And I always sell 150% replacement costs on all my policies. So mm-hmm. I wasn't too concerned about it. But there's a huge E&O exposure for these agencies that don't have those policies updated correctly. Correct. And not only that... But what that gives you is an automatic increase on especially renewals, because as these policies all renewal, what's happening? They're updating that MSB, should be if they're not. And so uh, before anything else happens, you're getting a 25, 30% rate increase across the board just from the coverage A, sticks and bricks of the house, now where it might have been valued at 200000 uh, in 2021 for their 2022 renewal, that same house may be $256,000. Well, that just, without doing anything, without taking any rate increase, without doing any of this other stuff, mm-hmm. you now have a home value that's now going to increase your policy 10, 15, 20%, if not more. And now, look at the rate increases on top of that for correct. For that, the carriers are trying to make up for the money they lost. This that's year. where I was headed. Now, now on top of that, 
most, if not all, carriers are going to add to that CoreLogic MSB, whatever the program is that they use from CoreLogic as a third-party vendor. So now you're looking at some increases that could be in the 30, 40, 50% range, right, across the board. And I'm not talking about Alabama, guys. I'm talking about in the United States of America, wherever you are today, when you start looking at your renewals from November 1st, you're going to start seeing some pretty wacky out-of-sight rate increases. That's going to happen. You know, Scott, also, you're going to bring this up a little bit in the conversation. There are states out there, and we'll throw California out there, that aren't allowed to do rate increases. Correct. Mm. So carriers are trying to get out of those states because they can't control their destiny also. That's why you see people pulling out of California and that sort of thing. Right. So the next item up for bid, and I got fairly upset about this, but I've been reading a book that Bradley uh, mentioned that I sent him a few days ago. So I'm trying to keep all positive vibes in my life and not let things get to me like I was before I read this book. But uh, a little birdie told me in the industry, and Kenny, you can confirm this. I don't want to say the carrier's name, but it rhymes with travelers. (laughs) <laughs> um, it rhymes with bravelers. It rhymes with bravelers. And I have confirmed this with my marketing rep who, in my opinion, if you're going to do stuff like this, probably needs to come from their side to me, not me having to send you a text message asking if what I'm hearing is true. Mm-hmm. But allegedly next year, this this uh, company that rhymes with travelers is going to a tiered commission structure. Is that true, or have you heard that? Uh, being coming from the military, I'm supposed to say I can't confirm nor deny. Okay, sounds we all, know, like we, all we always we we know what that means. <laughs> it sounds like it, and the, and the industry is looking at uh, different things. There's captive carriers out there that are just absolutely crushing their agents right now. Correct. You know, Correct. so the commissions are going to change. The agents have to look at where the money and the revenue is. Commercial has been great. Even during COVID with loss ratios, you're going to see a lot more commercial producers out there and stay away from the home and auto stuff, which Mm -hmm. is good for you and Bradley. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, yeah, commissions are going to change. Uh, Who can figure it out first is going to win Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the corporate goes. But you know what, if the policies and force go down or the PIF goes down and they got the same amount of premium coming in, you know, the carrier will tell you we're 100% to plan. They don't tell you they plan on shrinking by 10%, right? So mm-hmm. you don't know what's on the back end there. I, kn- I know they're all nervous right now because of the revenue coming in. So let's break this down, okay? Here, here's what it sounds like to me is going on. These carriers are have been losing money, and this has always been kind of the struggle of the large uh, blue blood carrier is it's like moving the Titanic away from the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. It is not easy. I, I mean, I'm listening to Gary Vaynerchuk yesterday on the way down here before I pissed my pants, talk about how much speed and flexibility small firms have mm-hmm. just in comms communications and, and marketing and advertising, because you take a company like a nationwide Liberty mutual, doesn't matter state farm, they're running these television ads. It might take them six months to get an ad put together. Uh-huh. You know how long it takes Scott to put an ad together? About three minutes on my phone, right? Uh-huh. So what I'm hearing you say overall, Kenny, and we're going to get into the profit sharing part of this in just a minute, which is not very good news to these agents either. What I'm hearing you say is all of these carriers, it sounds like to me, 
because of lack of profitability are about to start leaning heavier on the, on the agency force, the independent agency force to try to make up some of this lost revenue. That is correct. Whether that's through a tiered commission structure, where if you've only got this much, you only make this much. And if you got this much, you make this much. And what, however they shake that out, then on top of that, hey, by the way, guys, we're just kind of not going to do profit sharing next year. Sorry, but better luck next time. That's the second part of that. And then there's a third leg to this stool. What are we going to do as an agency force when they make it mandatory that if you want to use our service center, you know where I, y'all know where I'm going with this. Don't I, know, you? I know where you're going. If you want to use our service center, you you got two choices, Scott. You can either staff up, which I've done. My God, have I done? Probably going to be filing for bankruptcy here in the next six months. That's okay. We'll deal with that. You can either staff up, but if you want to use our service center at inter intercarrier name right now. You're going to pay for it. We're going to take 1.5% of your commissions. We're going to take percentage of your commissions off to pay for the access for your clients to be able to pick up that telephone and call us. Am I right or am I wrong? You are 100% on, on the button. And how many of those are looking into that? All of them? Not all of them. I think I got three or four that are investigating that right now. Let's talk about profit sharing. I want these. Here's what I'm trying to do, guys. I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news today, okay? And as I was telling Bradley Flowers before we got on this podcast, our agency mantra for 2023 is going to be the year of accountability. Now, I could get on here and blow sunshine up your asses and tell you how great everything is and all that. What I would rather do is speak directly to all of the insurance agents that are listening to this right now and tell you the storm's coming, batten down the hatches, get ready, do what you have to do both personally and professionally to get ready for this storm, put the freaking hurricane shutters up because it's coming. See, I'm a little, I'm a little different than you, Scott. I'm looking at the rate increases, the right way to write the policies and the shopping. It's going to create away from Mm -hmm. these info texts that you just stole my thunder. I was just about to say, if you want a rainbow at the end of this storm, here it is guys with everything going on right now. Kenny just said it. And this is what I told my agency force last week on our on our staff mini call. Here's the best news I can give everybody. Everybody's going to be shopping because what this is going to create is all of these clients that we have and the clients that other agencies have around us are all going to be jostled. So, yes, will some of our clients shop? Of course they will. Will everybody else's clients be shopping? Of course they will. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, so my wife is tomorrow night, being inducted as the president of the Sarah Lane Chamber. Congratulations. So congratulations. She's like, I've got to give this speech. I need you to help me write it. Right. So I'm I, so, you know, my speech today, I could help her with that if you wanted me to. Yep. So yeah, you should, we um that that line you redacted from it, we will uh we'll put that in there specifically. <laughs> if you guys are wondering what we're talking about, go to uh go to my Instagram. It'll be on there by the time this is out. <laughs> anyway, we're looking at the speech, Kenny, right? Right. And it's got to be five minutes long. Well, she did it and it's three minutes long. Right. Now, nobody at a chamber Christmas banquet is going to be mad if somebody speaks less. Sure. Everybody's going there for the free food. Right. But I said, you need to put a story in there, Mm -hmm. whether it's about you or another story. And so I, I Googled humorous business stories. Right. And so there's the story in there about 
uh, two guys who this third guy tells them, hey, if you guys will go out in the woods and kill wolves and bring me their hide, I'll pay you $25 per wolf, mm. right? So they they trek out into the Grand Canyon or wherever they're at, and they set up camp. They hadn't seen any wolves yet. They set up camp. In the middle of the night, one of the guys wakes up, goes up to to not pee on himself, and there's 300 wolves circling their their tent Uh-oh. ready to attack. And he goes and wakes the other guy up, and it's like, man, there's 300 wolves outside our tent. And the other guy says, oh, my God, we're rich. <laughs> That's a great line. That's kind of how I look at rate increases right. in the insurance industry. Like, yeah, it sucks because people are shopping, but if you can keep the people in your book of business slam that are book. worth that slam the back door slam shut, it. open the front door wide open. And guess what? If everything yeah. stays the same, you still make more money. Right. So, uh, so how do you slam the back door shut? You know your competition, right? Yeah. You know what the captives are selling it for. You know what the independents, you know which carriers are preferred in your market in your area, right? There's a problem with that too, because now to get those carriers with them being so unprofitable, to get appointed with those carriers is tough. I actually see mm-hmm. the second quarter of next year, them opening up for new appointments. So you'll see an increase in access probably mid-June of next year. Okay. So Kenny, I agree with both of you. There are some positives in here. And, you know, I jokingly tell people all the time when I hear the word rate increase, I say, uh, well, we just got to pay raise, you know, and I kind of do that tongue in cheek. Right. Because, you know, when rates increase, part of slamming that back door shut, you got to play a lot of defense. Right? Well, every person that says that, I've got a buddy that says that all the time too, but everybody that says that, if you actually got down to brass tacks with them, yeah, would you prefer the rate increase or right. would you prefer everything just to stay the same? Most sure. people, well, let's just stay the same. Right, right, right. right. So, Kenny, I, I want to make sure these agents are crystal clear on what I call the three-legged stool of the storm that's brewing in the West right now. And part of that is our discussion before we came on this podcast about profit sharing and what is going on with profit sharing relative to carriers right now. And what, what was it that you were telling? And I'll try not to mention any carrier names, but what was it that you were saying relative to what I just mentioned earlier about these carriers taking a very hard look at what moving forward in 2023, they're going to start paying in profit sharing. So the conversation started off very simple. It's we're not making any money off our group, which is a lot, which is what the sixth, seventh largest in the country. Right. So they're not making the money that they wanted to make off us. And then I turned it and said, not our fault. And then we discussed what we, we talked about earlier. Right. So, uh, you know, we don't touch commissions here at the, at the collective. We give you guys hundred percent of the commissions. Correct. Profit sharing is where we make our revenue and our income off of. And, and uh, you know, that, thank God we're, we're a business that really treats the agents right. And, and we have great agents here and, and we're very profitable. Our group, we do, we do a good job. Our growth rates were off the chart. So I had to combat them saying, well, we don't want to give you a, a profit sharing like you had in the past. Mm-hmm. We're losing money. It takes a lot out of me to, to turn around and tell somebody, well, it's not our fault. And it just was an over and over conversation I had with 90% of the carriers. Are they decreasing profit sharing? I would say more than 50% of all the carriers are out there looking at either decreasing it or making it a harder variable schedule so that the loss ratios mean more. Mm-hmm. Which so, is, I think the latter is better. Uh, you know what? I, I'm a fixed guy. I have an option today to go for a fixed variable or a variable bonus. 
I can never get myself to go after that variable bonus, especially with the unknowns now, right? Right. Who knows if the, the supply chain will be fixed by next year, if the rate's enough to cover the increase of 12 points on loss ratios. And I'm not going to play with somebody's money. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough decision. So let's let's deep dive into that for just a second. So what I'm hearing you say, and I, I'm, I'm no, no different than the other 250,000 agents listening to this right now, is let's say a carrier that gave profit sharing this year to the collective, the group, Next year, that same carrier may say, okay, in 2022, in order for for this agency or or for the collective in general to make profit sharing, y'all have got to be at, say, 52% loss ratio. And for 2023, what, what, they might raise that to, say, 55%? Is that what you're saying? No, just the opposite. I mean, when they, if you're at 55%, your multiplier might be a lot lower. At okay. 50 and anything under 50. We have one carrier that if you're over 50, your bonus is terrible. Mm. Under 50, it's amazing. So the problem is, is they they have the numbers behind them. They they know the numbers before we do. Most sure. of the carriers. So, sure. you know, the, the bottom line is for 23, what I'm going to instruct my agents is we're getting the bonuses from what we did in 22, which were, which were guaranteed out of 21. They're going to make it tough on us in 24 on their payouts from 23 until they catch mm. up with their revenue. So 23 won't lower bonuses too much. Our payouts are usually in, in March, February, March for the major bonuses. It's the bonus you're going to receive in the spring of 24. And then think about the rate increases, the, the profitability bonuses. And in, we're looking to have a banner year for bonuses in 24 that get paid out in 25. So we got a hiccup here of about a year that I'm concerned about. So I want to I want to talk to you about something now. As an agency, Bradley has an agency called Portal Insurance. Scott has an agency called I Protect, and we look at revenue. We look at total premium in our agency. We look at premium and revenue per producer, and then we also look at loss ratio. Loss ratio as an agency, loss ratio on a per producer standpoint. There's some metrics there that you can see that you go, well, wow, this person's not writing very profitable business if, you know, they've got a a, a, a 98% re- uh, loss ratio. On the carrier side, what I hear them talk a lot about is combined ratio. And to be honest with you, when I sit there and listen to them really deep dive into it, I start wondering, like, is what they're saying, statistically speaking, you can probably write some math formula where an 8,000-pound pink elephant can hang by a tree branch by its tail. Right. So I don't know if what the combined explain to these agents out there, what is a combined ratio that these carriers really take a hard look at from a profitability standpoint? They look at us as a whole. We're just, we're a professional service tracking on premium. I got to tell you, I think 50 or 60, the carrier, 50 or 60% of the carriers are now splitting commercial farm. Correct. Lines. Uh, combining would be wonderful for several of our c- carriers, but I think mm. the the ones that know how to combine them know how to probably pay out a little less in bonuses, and the ones that itemize right. it uh, split mm-hmm. the bonuses up. So I, I have carriers that have three different divisions that I have to negotiate with each division every year. Right. You know, Scott, I don't have the right answer for that because the combined r- ratio. You know, I add the numbers up across the country. We have, you know, soon to be 3,500 locations across the country in our group, uh, active retail stores. It's a daunting number. We actually had to put a software together to keep track of 
you know, the brokerage premium, because there might be more revenue for the agents if we combine our, our 850 agencies brokerage premiums together. We're, we're working whatever we can do to make them more money. You know, every day it's an adventure here. And every day I don't, I can't tell you the exact answer because every carrier changes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. Bottom line is right now, overall, on a per carrier basis, they are not profitable. Correct. Whether it's uh, higher incidence of auto claims. I, I read uh, some industry report the other day that with, uh, 20, uh, between tw- 20, year 2020 and 2021, had an increase of about 25% of large auto accidents in the U.S. Well, you also have to look um, at that through a different lens, too, though, because nobody was driving in 2020. Correct. So if you can hey, the carriers were giving checks back. Right. And, and if you compare 2021 to 2020, I, w- I would be interested to look at 2019 to 2021 right, and right. see. And that's the other thing these carriers will do is they'll finagle numbers on you and use the graph. Right. But it but it but what you're comparing it to is not what what they're comparing it to is not what you you would compare it to. Right. Therefore, the results look completely way different than what they actually are. Well, and that's why I said they can, you know, people statistically, they can make numbers do what right. they want them to do. Right. Well, it's like I had a carrier that I was negotiating with here that they do a, a quarterly bonus based on production, but coastal business does not count towards that bonus. Right. Which was not in the, the email fine, the that fine print. sent out to all my, my team members about the bonus that got them all excited. I got a new coastal carrier for you after we get off the phone. So. Cool. So I emailed the, the rep and was like, hey, man, my bonus was $23 and it was supposed to be 5000 Well, coastal doesn't count. So I was like, okay, whatever. So down the road, I get to looking at our loss ratio, right? And I'm like, okay, why is coastal business not count? Well, because it's it's traditionally unprofitable. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. My loss ratio is 5%. Nice. With you. If I'm profitable, All right. what should it matter what type of business I'm writing? Right. You know right. what I mean? You're the solution, not the problem, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, as long as someone is profitable, and, and I don't know, Kenny – you may have some better insight on this, but from my captive days, I was always told that around 60% loss ratio is about a break-even point for carriers. That's, that's, that's what a lot of them shoot for. And I'm like, if I'm at 5%, I mean, you guys are making money hand over fist on me and you're still paying me 12%. Right. Let's give a little. And they said, uh, here's what we'll do. If you write a million dollars in new business this year, We'll pay you 1% more as long as your loss ratio stays below 5%. <laughs> I'm like, 5% means you got a big reserve comeback, like, Bradley, sometime, you know? Steve Jobs can't right. figure out how to do that, you know? So yeah. I want to ask you, Bradley, and I want to ask Kenny, both of you, with a storm brewing in the West, and we just talked about one solution, is instead of looking at it as a problem, look at it as an opportunity because there is going to be a tremendous opportunity. What are some of the things these agents listening to this podcast can do to kind of get ready for some of this? Bradley, why don't you go first? I mean, I I realize, you know, we talked about slamming the back door shut. So one of those things in my mind is going to be, you know, make sure you're slamming the back door shut process is dialed in. that, That would be it. More specifically, I would look heavily at my renewal process. When are we, when do we start looking at renewals? What is the step-by-step at this day? We do this at this day. We do this. At what point mm-hmm. do we reach out to the customer? At what point do we reach out and offer a reshop? 
you know, here on the coast, man, we've been dealing with it. What, what, yeah. what you're talking about, Brew, we've been dealing with this for two years. Right. So dialing in that renewal process and also recognizing that customer that's fussing about the rate increase, recognizing which ones we need to say, okay, we'll help you, Miss Johnson, and right. recognizing which ones we need to say, yeah, time to go shop. Not, this sounds harsh, but don't waste your time. Right. And to what Kenny said, focus on commercial too. Right. I'm going to be a little smart ass right now. And I, I went to the carriers and I asked them to remove California, Florida, and Texas out of my loss ratio. Shout out to the AC members. Did not change my loss ratio across the board. So we're actually helping those states be more profitable when everybody else isn't. Mm-hmm. But being a network of agents across the country, uh, you know, my concern, and I just absorbed one, is the small commission clicks out there. You got 10 of your buddies together, you get together, you try to negotiate better products with or better pricing from the carriers. They're not going to bonus this year. And that's how they make their revenue and make their living is off those bonuses, right? Mm-hmm. We're finding out that the companies don't like the commission clicks. Those are the first ones that are going to suffer in here. And I don't want anybody to suffer. I, I you know, they, they, I think, Scott, when we started this adventure four years ago with you, you know, 35% of the agents were part of a network. I think with this storm, you're going to look at 75% of the agents to be part of a network because strength in numbers matters, right? right, right. Profitability matters, growth, profitable growth matters, not being a, a hoarder of tiles on the wall that you have 200 carriers there and you have 90% of your business with one carrier. So you're basically a captive carrier. You need to diversify your agency, commercial, personal lines, you need to make sure that your succession's in plan, in place. And I think 6% of the agents only have a succession planning, right? Mm-hmm. And when you look at these guys that want to buy you out, know who to talk to, know that if you have more than 25% of your, your business with one carrier, you're not that attractive. Scott, you're a good-looking guy, but if you've got 90% of your business with one carrier, you're not that attractive to these people, right? Sure, sure. Well, it's also looking at inefficiencies, too. Look for, you know, Don't necessarily just point at the carriers. Look for inefficiencies in your process. Mm-hmm. Right. We're a little bit less profitable over here, but I can save some time for my people over here. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, software and everything's changed so much in the last three years. We've had to change and we've been nibble for the last three years. If you don't keep up with the market, I mean, Scott was our special guest at our show. We want the agents to succeed. This this year is uh, next year. It's in September. It's success is our theme of our show. Right. The agents need to know how to change, Bradley. You're right on the money on that. If they don't change, they're going to slowly annuitize their book, and they're just going to go away over time. Right. So, so let me ask you both this question. I've had a couple of podcasters, li- podcast listeners, call me in the past two or three weeks with this overall drumbeat of the skies falling relative to personal lines and i'm so worried about personal lines i'm thinking about selling my agency and this is happening and that's happening and i I, i'm just worried that personal lines is going to continue to commodity uh what do you call it commoditize itself and we're you know going to be out of business or whatever what are your thoughts on that kenny so i went to a meeting and uh bradley uh you weren't at this meeting in Cleveland. You usually flip sides of the country. We did, we one did. side on and the other one, right? I met a bunch of young agents. I sat through a meeting about succession planning and growing your agency. And the old school guys are still talking on the stage. But you know what? The things are changing so fast. That, that stuff that they, they, they spew out of them once in a while doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know, you have, to, you have to know your markets. 
I mean, what you want to be a health insurance agent and be a health insurance agent. If you want to be a commercial agent, Scott, we used to have great binding uh, closing ratio on commercial because we were captive with Nationwide, right? Right. We knew what products to bring there. So our closing ratio was always double than the industry, right? Right. You got to know where to focus your money and your effort, use the co-op money, use the age, uh, the company's branding, do whatever you can to build your name. Uh, I actually believe that maybe it'll teach the consumer to go back to the independent age. And I, I, I just talked to David Carruthers. I think the, the independent agents growth rate and the amount of business they sold outdoes the infotech agencies that are out there now. Mm-hmm. So I met a bunch of young agents that are excited. They're out there. I also know a bunch of road agents, you know, what a road agent right, is right. Retired on active duty, right? They don't, right. They don't really want to do anything and they're going to ride the wave till they retire until nature calls. You guys, it's a new industry and it's it's an exciting industry. And everybody on this podcast should know more millionaires have been built from this industry than any other industry, right? Right. And when I look at the size of our network and a 15% increase, that's a holy holy smokes to me to grow as big as we are by 15% without selling one policy next year on average. Everybody should be happy with their commissions. Make sure you're getting paid the right commissions. Join a network, be part of a group. Do whatever it takes to raise the commissions because the bonuses may not be there for a year, year and a half to you. Mm -hmm. That's your business plans. Find the right connection. Find the right partner that's going to raise your base commissions. Bonuses are called bonuses for a reason. Switching gears, sort of. Okay. When You know what the biggest con in advertising is? The fact that all of these ambulance-chasing, blood-sucking injury attorneys try to make the general public convince the general public that they don't like insurance companies. All they do is fight insurance companies. When in fact, if you've ever been in the insurance industry and you talk to one of these blood sucking ambulance chasing injury attorneys, you find out that they actually love insurance companies, best friends. They will treat you like you were their best friend because they are blood sucking ambulance chasing injury attorneys. And it's the exact opposite of the message that is relayed to the public. Just so everybody knows But when you're having these conversations with these carriers about bonuses and loss ratios and supply chain and all of that, how often are they bringing up the attorneys? I mean, I'm sure you hear it more in Florida, but in middle America, how often are you hearing, well, the the daggum attorneys driving everybody's costs up? Well, I hear it all the time. I mean, I I have a network of agents down in Florida that can't even get a carrier. Now the state's running their most of their homeowners products Mm -hmm. down there, right? Uh, you know, the state legislation, I, I, we have a carrier that bu- cut binding authority to 80% of the clients out there because of their credit score in one state. We got another state they're moving out of. We got agencies getting canceled in uh, out west on the West Coast uh, that don't deserve to be canceled, right? It's it's whatever they can do to, to get to the number they need to be, and they're going to bypass the agents. That's why you got everybody needs to team up properly together. Hey, Kenny, before I let you go, I got two things I want to ask you. Sure. Number one, mergers and acquisitions. Now, everybody in the industry that's a thought leader will talk about M&A or MA, which is an acronym for mergers and acquisitions. The most mergers and acquisitions I think we've ever seen last year, we've still got a number of agencies that are being purchased, but my understanding is, is that's slowing down a little now with interest rates going up and there's just not as much... Uh, VC money and private equity money out there. What what are your thoughts on M&A right now in our industry compared to last year and where is it heading? So I'm concerned on the M&A side because the agencies that sold in the good times with the bonus uh, periods, 
right. got top dollar. And that included in their EBITDA, their bonus money too. Those PE companies now have bought all this premium and all of a sudden the carrier comes in and say, no more bonuses or right. very little bonuses, but they paid top dollar for it. Right. Um, I'm sure the carriers, and I'm not sure, I know for a fact the carriers are concerned that these people that have bought these agencies are now going to start churning the premium to hit the rollover money and to hit the bonuses that way and to get the kickback for for doing book rolls. Mm -hmm. So you think about the interest rate, you got you know, so much debt and it goes from 4%. Now it's at six and a half. It could be at seven and a half by the year. Somebody's got to pay that bill. How do they pay it? They might be playing with the premium a little bit. Know that the market's still out there to sell your agency. Uh, they're going to be a little finer pencils on there than they used to be. Mm-hmm. So you have to know your agency even more and, and ask, talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. If you want to use a broker, use a broker. If you want to call me and ask me what's going on in the market, call me. I don't care. But the bottom line is you can still sell your agency. You can still do very well on a merger. You can partner up with other agents. Just figure it out and don't commit to anything until you know all of it. You know, I'm, I've been actively in acquisition mode for about a year. And obviously, I'm not a private equity firm and, and can't pay that much. But I've seen pretty much, Kenny, at any given point during this year, I've had about five agency P&Ls on my desk that I've been looking at. And I'm hearing a lot of, yeah, I was talking to insert big firm here and they threw this big offer at me. But then when we got into due diligence, the stuff that they asked for was just ungodly, ridiculous stuff that we don't have. And I would rather sell for less money, but to someone that's going to take better care of my people and, Mm. and not ask me for, you know, a picture of Jesus right? in order to prove, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of folks too are, but then, but then at the same time you have, I think a lot of folks are lowering their expectations a little bit and willing to sell hate to a local firm because we've talked about on the podcast. I think it's hilarious when these agents throughout their career, their only value add is we're a local agency and then they go sell to hub. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like you were the local aid, you know, and by the way, nothing's definitely going to change for two years till I'm gone. Right. So I think there's that, but then the flip side of that, you still have a bunch of people out there with unreasonable expectations. I talked to somebody a couple of months ago that had a very small agency. I mean, very small agency that wanted four times gross revenue. And I'm like, nobody's going to pay this. Right. So I think you have kind of those two things going on. I just picked up a book in uh, uh, South Carolina for one of my agents and the agent who was selling saying, give me two times and I'm good to go. Never even negotiated with them, wrote him a check and it was a done deal. Those deals are out there. There's realists out there. They're always out there. Never stop shopping for them Mm -hmm. and don't overpay. Right. Yeah. Right. So last but not least, Kenny, and then we got to run. Okay. Tell me what's going on with the agency collective. I'm going to give you a plug real quick. We have been extremely pleased with our partnership with the AC. Uh, had an agent from Oklahoma call me Friday, Thursday or Friday night at like six o'clock, pitch black dark. I was leaving the office and called my cell phone. And the first thing he said was, well, number one, I can't believe you just answered my call. Number two, I just wanted to get a flavor from you on how things were going with, with your partnership with the AC. And I said, well, I wish I could tell you about all the warts, but I just hadn't seen any yet. So uh, that's a huge shout out to you because I've been with you now for going on two two years. I mean, July. Actually, it's going on three and a half right now. Okay, three and a half. I'm sorry. Time gets away from me. 
So tell me what's going on with the AC right now and what you guys are doing. And then at, when you finish, give these guys uh, a phone number or web address. I know free AC, uh, what, what is our web address? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. Give, give them that information too, Kenny. Sure. So, so what's going on with the AC? So we're the fastest growing network in the country. The reason is we never touch commissions. We work on a profit share that's more generous than anybody out there pretty much. And we want you to get the lion's share of the revenue. I'm an agent just like everybody else. I have about 19 projects going on. Our projects include an MGA we put together, our life platform, a commercial stuff that we we combined at the rate we're going with a couple of the creative partnerships i think we'll end up with about 900 retail locations that their premium isn't even under the ac but we have creative partnerships with that that retail business we're nimble enough to switch to make sure that these agents are going to be profitable making money i don't mind the fact that the first two years of this business scott i paid out 75 million dollars in bonuses to agents Mm -hmm. who puts a business together in two years and pays that kind of money out i'm an agent just like everybody else so my sales people and you've met colin and adam and uh carrie and the rest of them you know we're 200 a month to join us and the average agent might raise his revenue 10 to 20 percent for their agency right? right The $200 a month is actually, I told, you know, we're free. We've set up creative partnerships like your Glovebox partners and across the board that if they use the right technology, right partners with the AC, they save $500 a month. So we're a free deal if they do things the way we try to help them set it up, right? But we don't tell them to do it. It's their choice whether to use our creative contracts we have with all the vendor partners out there. Just know that by the end of next year, you know, the AC may have over five to $6 billion in premium in it. And that's how fast we're growing and we're creative and, and we love every minute of it. I, I can't keep, if I could sell as many auto policies as I sign up for agents every month, I probably have never started the AC way. I mean, my, my young people with the help of you guys are doing great. So it, when, when I cut that commercial that goes into the middle of this podcast right here, if you notice, I think I say, uh, over 650 uh, agencies. <laughs> I think I was right then, but right. I was on the phone with Adam the other day and I said, well, how, what are y'all up to now? What's that number? We're, we're uh, crossing 850 right now. <laughs> I need to redo my commercial guys. That commercial is only seven months old though. Right, 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 right. So that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good addition there. So guys, if you want to go and be a member or, or talk to these guys, about joining the AC, the web address is www.acfree.org. You can go there, register. It'll go to, uh, I believe, Colin and Adam, and then one of those two will call you and and have a discussion about, okay, where are you now versus, you know, what we can do for you. And I, I will tell you one thing Adam told me, he said, you know, the biggest problem that we have for all these people from your podcast that call us is sometimes we can't get them out of what they're in. Hmm. It's they've gone too far. They've gone too long. They've gone too far down the road. And it's kind of like I talk about in the commercial, you get to this point where you're looking at that number and you're like, well, I don't have $780,000 to pay back to this uh, cluster group or, or, or network or whatever I joined to get out of this. And he said, that's the one it's sad. It's kind of sad really, to be honest with you, that that's a lot of people just can't get out of it. 
And we're even putting together a, a captive agent uh, escape hatch for people calling us, right? So go. it has to be done now. The captive agents aren't making the money they used to, and they can't sell the products that are overpriced when they can only sell one product, right? Now, there's no exit clause for us. If you want out of the group, Scott, you know, you can always email and you're sure. up. You're good. Sure. You know? hey, hey, Kenny, last question. Yeah. The, the, the company, the carrier rhymes with all crate. Okay. It rhymes with all snake. All snake. Okay. All bait. Little birdie tell you if they're still bantering the idea around about sending everybody indie or no. I, you know, I can't tell you about let them letting the agents go independent. I know that the same gentleman who set ours up is now over there or he was over there trying to figure things out. I do know that they're taking a heck of a commission cut come January 1st. I think, I think they're just doing it. I think I they're think. just doing it. Like I used to do my girlfriend in the eighth grade. I'll just make it so bad on you. You'll break up with me. <laughs> I think that's what, I think that's what's happening with all state. I think, yeah. I think they are going to go the way of nationwide, but I think they're going to do it. I think every all state agent is hoping they go, they do it exactly like nationwide did. Oh, it was a godsend for us. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Huh, Scott yes. nationwide did their agents a huge favor by doing that. But I don't think Allstate's going to do it that exact way. I think Allstate, what they're going to do, so so about a year ago, they made it so that if you were an Allstate agent mm-hmm. and I was an Allstate agent, I could buy your agency. Correct. For, forever, we, you couldn't do that. You we had to, we, we you know had to, somebody you had that did sell, that. You had to sell. And, mm-hmm. and so I think what they're doing is they're trying to prop up these mega agencies, mm-hmm. and then they're going to lose everybody else by attrition, uh-huh. and that's how they're going to go independent. That's what I think is going to happen. So what I kind of agree, I kind of agree with saying that right now. That way, three years from now, I can play that clip and show everybody how right I was. Right. But I think that's what's going to happen. Um, ahead, and they're going to have 7 to 25 master agencies, big agencies across the country, and then everybody else is going to sell the products independent because those master guys have the golden handcuffs. Right. Now you got a $30 million Allstate agency. Ain't many people can buy that from you. Yeah. And you get a different rate on your Allstate Maybe products. So, than yeah. Independence do. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think you're spot on on that, Bradley. I think that Allstate's going to make some adjustments. Uh, they do want to be the lowest priced auto carrier out there and they spent the money on their platform and, and give them credit though. They are spending money on technology through the net general platform, right? So things are going to be changing with that company quickly. So guys, I'm going to end every podcast the way I always do. But before I do, I want to say this, I know you guys may think I'm trying to be negative Nancy out here. I'm not, I just want you guys to be aware that there's the storm coming. And with that, there are going to be challenges and opportunities and great opportunities and some things that we may have to kind of dial back or push forward or uh, certain things that maybe you weren't so focused on last year that maybe we need to focus more attention on in 2023. Slam that damn back door shut, guys. Slam it shut. And it's hard to play defense, but we've all done it. My God, Kenny, how many times do we have to do it as a nationwide agency? Yeah, and if you want to slam it shut, you can always call me. I'll give you my personal cell phone number. Any agency principal can call me at 440-478-7700. And you guys are laughing, and it's crazy, but it means a lot to me to make everybody successful. So that's that's what we're here for. That's probably the best place I've ever shut down a podcast at right there. Guys, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Build relationships. Become the mayor of your village. Hope to God every insurance agent in America listen to this podcast today. I want you to be prepared. I want you to live the life and have the freedom that Bradley Flowers 
Kenny Urbania, and Scott Howell know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you deserve to live. Go make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents and in-laws that are struggling out there. Go make money for them. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Kenny, we love you very, very much. Thank you for all you do for our industry. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.